Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece universe front to back. I, as always, am the super rookie, Don Rocket Jacob. To my co-host and super veteran, 21 Grams, Justin. Hello. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back. It's been a long time coming. Today, Mm -hmm. we are ready to discuss chapters 1069 all the way up to the fresh off the press 1072, the scanlation, not the official. Nothing happened. (laughs) <laughs> nothing happened it's very bland very boring no sudden development uh, i i can't i can't do this i can't do the bit i'm sorry like and, 1072 and really really hype to talk about these <laughs> chapters after our our extended holiday break i've been feeling a little bit of the one piece blues a little bit just a little bit but um yeah absolutely so 1069 uh if i recall 1069 yeah 1069 is just an immediate pop-off it's just I, it's everything that i wanted it's, yeah. It really is. Actually, yeah, because it was a big fear you had that um, Oda was going to give Luchi a huge power up, right, and make him an actual equal fight. And you're like, no, I don't buy it. Lu- like Luffy straight up defeated yeah. two emperors. I, I will, back at obviously, Wano. I would expect him to be stronger, not strong yeah, exactly. enough to beat Luffy, which he is clearly not. And yeah. God, I love seeing him get his shit ran. Yeah, and it's and it's actually point. And like you pointed out, he is absolutely much stronger. He, uh, for those who are for some reason listening and didn't read the chapter. He has an awakened form, right? He's awakened his zone for yeah, he, so just, got... he whips it out immediately. Yeah, which is the appropriate thing to do. It is. And then... I respect that. At least he is not fucking around with Luffy. And I also respect Luffy for also not fucking around and immediately going gear five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and just giving him like, no, 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 we're doing this. Which, so he <laughs> can also just do that, apparently. At yeah, will. Exactly. Exactly. So we get the difference here. Uh, in their power scales and it's like no luchi is definitely very powerful but and it, uh, let's be honest if luchi fought gear four luffy this would have been a much closer fight probably but i i think that's still as the kids say a low diff but <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it'd be talking, a better fight it'd be a better fight yeah but we're talking gear five we're talking you know ridiculous power yeah the power i was of the just mask. wondering is there ever a reason to go into any other gear Except for like maybe exhaustion or being unable. To I was going to say that's that. I was going to say that's the only factor, but it's a major one because as we can see from the Luchi fight, even though he completely wrecks him, he's only able to stay in that form for like five, ten minutes or whatever, like you know, in universe time before yeah, he's completely uh, drained. It's like the dress rosa effect after when he had to rest and restore. Yeah, or even like the old Gear Two, Gear Three, or even you know Kaioken mm-hmm. from Dragon Ball, where it actually really fucking exhausts him. So, but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I don't think there's any point in Gear 4, because Gear 4, he is also, actually no, because Gear 4, he still gets exhausted, but he doesn't get exhausted as quickly. So I guess it depends on how much he wants to sprint, you know? But if Gear 5 is this powerful, then yeah, you want to do the quick sprint every time, because you can even take out people like Luchi, the head of CP0 with an Awakened Devil Fruit, in a few attacks. Without breaking a sweat. Without breaking a sweat, yeah. Until you get exhausted. He's not messing around. But he is messing around. Exactly. Luke. He really is just chumping him. And I, I also, love it. I also fucking appreciate that social media was very quick to get on that panel where Luffy like grabs like two flares from his hair and pulls them down and it forms into goggles before he slingshots himself directly into Luchi's gut. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, that's perfect. Yes, I want everyone to react like this to old 50s cartoon humor. <laughs> Honestly, and just like throughout this chapter, the art... Of like the Joy Boy Luffy, Absolutely. it's all so good. All Abs- those panels are so incredible. 
that's why, yeah, I'm glad that's been consistent too, where he doesn't quite go full cartoon on Luchi like he did with Kaido, right? Where Kaido, he's yeah. like, got a drum up around point, but he doesn't have to because Luchi is just trying to hit him and missing. Um, I think, you know, I think he does hit Luffy at one point, but Luffy kind of like brushes it off, right? Where it's just uh, like, does he? I I, I'm he does. trying to rem- I'm trying to remember where I think maybe he hits him at one point, but I, they do the, the fist clash. Yeah, they did the fist clash. The same, you know, callback to the old fist clash, which was also an amazing page. Loved that. Mm-hmm. But I don't recall a hit. Probably not. I'm probably thinking of a fan animation someone made on Twitter, which was fucking godlike. I saw but, that as well. Yeah, but I, I, but, I was like non-canon. Yeah, and, <laughs> but even then, if that. Yeah, even then, though, if that did happen, it wasn't like one of those, like, owl moments. It was more like one of those anime fight moments where it's like, oh, you hit through a wall, but you're just, like, getting up, like, brushing off the dust, like, no big deal. <laughs> like, how, you know, how gods fight or something At like that. At least definitely not in 1069, Luffy did not get hit. Probably not, yeah. Like I said, I'm probably getting mixed up with uh, all the, the fan reactions to what was going on with 1069, 1070. But um, some crazy stuff happens in this chapter. Oh, absolutely. So a lot more, actually. A lot more. Uh, in one just of the reasons... this one chapter. It's <laughs> just this one chapter, exactly. Of the four. Yeah. So I think before we get to the main meat of it, which is the double fruit, um, we did some establishment going on that the world government is in motion as well. They originally they didn't want Luchi to engage Luffy, right? Because they're like, no, he's an emperor now. You can't start doing this. You can cause a war. Luchi goes, fuck that, right? <laughs> but we Yeah, he's but, like, nah, I need this run back. Yeah, I don't see him Biggest as an emperor. Biggest mistake of his life, by the way. Yeah, but the main point that I want to bring that up is because Kisaru and reinforcements are on the way to Egghead. So we're still waiting for that now to go on. And we haven't seen Kisaru since Marineford, I think, right? It's hard to mix yeah. up because we watch... It's hard to mix up He definitely hasn't we, done anything notable since then. Not in the manga, yeah, because in the movies, he's definitely showed up quite a few right. times. So I'm trying to remember, that's not canon. That's not canon. Like, he showed up in Zed. He showed up in Film Red. Those aren't canon, though. <laughs> at least, you know, debatably. We'll talk about Film Red at some point in the future. But, yeah, well, Kisaru in the manga, we're like, okay, he's going to show up. And how is this going to work? Because, again, he's got a weird power, too. He's got the power of light, right? So in terms yeah. of combat, how is that going to fare against a ridiculous gear five is Luffy going to be able to like just to grab a light like a light ray or something like a light absolutely and just, and then toss it <laughs> he, he literally did that with lightning yeah What's the difference I'm, it's true I'm just thinking like what other ways maybe he'll grab like a light rod and like eat it <laughs> and make, and, like make him like glow like a firefly a little bit I don't know imagine I'm imagining like a dumb cartoon scenario where he's fighting Kisaru but I want to see way, him like dodge the beam and use it as like a wrestling ring and bounce off it and then <laughs> close line. Oh, you, that's you what I want to see. He just sold me. Yeah, he just sold me. He's yeah. gonna grab it. He's gonna throw. He's gonna throw it. Oh, sorry, he's gonna grab it mid-flight. It's gonna make him fly with it, right? Like the momentum. But then he's gonna like use it, like you said, line it up behind him, and then use like a slingshot and then thrust himself. Oh, that'd be back awesome. Forward. Yep. And then he'll do the goggle thing again because fuck it. And we know that Oda <laughs> listens to the podcast, so it's pretty much guaranteed now. Yes, uh, super rookie and super veteran Jacob and Justin, uh, very close friends with Oda. Um, we will send his the request formally to his office, <laughs> to his assistance. Okay, I um, can't hold back any longer. While they are fighting, yeah. the craziest thing probably that has happened in at least 10 years, where we just get a random, like, it's not really all of a sudden. Vegapunk, we always knew he was the one, right? But at mm-hmm. long last, we have gotten it. The Devil Fruit reveal of where Devil Fruits come from, or at least how they are created. It's the and theory. This, this is insane. Yeah, so one of our, so I guess some fourth wall context, 
we were planning for one of our waypoint episodes or one of our discussion episodes to be about devil fruits. We wanted, actually, it was your idea. You wanted to talk about devil fruits and how like the origins and have some theories, but you also wanted to push it back because while we're at Egghead and Vegapunks here, we could get the info here and that could really outdate our episode very are. quickly. And here we are. <laughs> Literally with not Einstein talking about his not theory of relativity about devil fruits and about creation as a whole in the One Piece universe drops kind of casually to one half of the Straw Hat crew while they're watching Gear 5 Luffy do his thing. And holy shit, there's so much to dissect here with just how he's just spurring out. So what I have here is, again, this is all his theory. So for all we know. Uh, I don't think that part's a theory. The devil uh, fruit part. He's, he's, I think he stated that as a fact. Uh, which part are you talking about? Which part are you thinking? That, that devil fruits are created based on people's dreams or a wish that they had. I think that is a theory because you couldn't really think physically it prove it. But either way, there was a theory thrown in at one point, right? I'm, I'm, is... I'm considering that canon personally. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's, that's true. Yeah. So, well, either way, um, if it confirms to be true, like one for one in the future, I'm not going to argue against it because this does sound like it's appropriate for the One Piece universe thematically, right? About how it's your dreams and goals become manifestations. So what he says here is, in his opinion slash factual observation, hope is the driving factor for creation, especially for devil fruits, right? If you have a hope, if you have a dream, they come to exist. Oh, I think the part you're thinking of, right? No, you is... might be right, though. I think he might have actually said it was a theory when I think about it. But I, I'm pretty sure it's not actually. Yeah, so the part that, that I think we're agreeing with is that he says it's a theory, but I think we're both thinking, like, no, yeah. I, that sounds truth. <laughs> that not, sounds true. Like he, he says it's a theory, but the way it's presented to us and just thematically, <laughs> and I think it, you know, it is the, the facts. Exactly. The part that definitely sounds more like a theory, but it sounds like way too huge on the comic book slash Marvel side, or even like comic book side, which is just every time a devil fruit is created or dreamed of, there is a different path, a different branch of humanity created in like a parallel evolution path, a, a parallel universe. That sounded definitely like a theory part. I don't, yeah, I didn't write I don't down know how if I need that like at all. Like like I said in the past about the golden age of fan fiction, <laughs> Vivekapunk just gave us extra fuel for that golden age if that's ever going to happen. <laughs> Where we have the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but now we have the One Piece Cinematic Universe of like parallel universes where this universe, all Devil Fruit have been replaced by gum gum powers. So everyone has gum gum <laughs> or some bullshit. <laughs> but again, just all these infinite possibilities, infinite universes. And Vegapunk drops us casually, but that's also not the main point, right? That's just the big, like, mind explosion part. But what he adds on is it's because, again, it's the will of people that creates these possibilities. But you also have a hard counter, and that's the vast ocean. It's the, it took, like, established a natural order. So that's why instead of in these parallel universes where you have all these rampant powers going around... It's limited to, like, only one per user. It's limited to you can't swim in the ocean. You sink right to the bottom, right? Like, it's trying to fix it, right? It's trying to fix this because Devil Fruits are still, in a weird way, not part of the natural order, right? Because it's willpower that they've become to existence. So it's almost like, like you know, like the god of the sea, right? Poseidon is punishing the sin of deviation, right? I don't know if that's the exact 
word he, uh, a phrase he used but yeah like an aberration or something unnatural yeah it's like a this ocean itself was sentient in some way like a like cthulhu anyway so those powers <laughs> those with so the a quote that i wrote down that really dreamed oh i already established sorry is those with powers exist in different dimensions dreamed up by someone else before them right so that goes back to what i was just saying earlier about how the different dimensions kind of thing where if anyone dreams it at some point they exist in a different dimension at some point or another but the theory right ultimately is <laughs> i'm sorry for this creation equals hope times imagination squared so instead of albert einstein's e equals mc squared you have creation equals hope times imagination squared that's basically what he's saying with creation and devil fruit powers it's the theory of creativity by vegapunk so I thought that was like a really, really cool portion. And this, by the way, this whole infant up is happening while Luchi is, wreck is getting wrecked by Luffy. Yeah, love <laughs> the, it. The Straw Hats aren't even watching the fight anymore. They're listening to Vegapunk going on. Um. Oh, so while that's going on, Vegapunk does do a hard confirm to the other Straw Hats because the Straw Hats don't actually know for a fact that Luffy doesn't have the gum gum fruit that doesn't exist, right? Vegapunk hard confirms it to... Yeah. Nami's side. Nami, Usopp, Frankie, Robin, Chopper, Sanji. I think. And Sanji, yeah. Sanji, right. Chopper and Jinbei are with Luffy at this point. Luffy, you're right. Um, so those five now have confirmation that Luffy has this mystical power and not the gum gum fruit, which kind of confuses them because they're just like, wait, Luffy's just a regular dude. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but then you literally see them witnessing his power and they do the, they connect the dots, right? They're just like, oh shit, right. This gear five, this power isn't just gum gum powers. This is like breaking the rules of physics, right? Maybe <laughs> mm -hmm. Vegapunk isn't just lying out of his long tongue. Um, And that's like the main portion of 1069, like the main meat and bread. Yeah, but definitely. So then what we but have... we also do get the return of another really long-time-coming character waiting for them to do something, Sentamaru. Sentamaru, yeah. So I always refer to him as, like, the uh, the sumo the, axe guy. What is then... you call him? The axe guy? He actually calls him the axe guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, he he pulled a me, again, because again, we know Oda personally. Um, and he just goes, hey, Sentamaru, he's the axe guy. But we kind of get, like, a random lore drop as well when Vegapunk is like guilt tripping Sentamaru where he's like, Oh, I guess you could follow your orders or you could and try and kill me. You know, the person who brought yeah, you, forget me, the person saved, who saved your life when you were saved starving. You from poverty and fed you and cared for you. But you know, you can follow orders if you want. <laughs> Sentamaru's like, and it is important it. to note, Sentamaru does not arrive alone. He also he now has S snake and S hawk with him and S shark. S Shark is, also... is with, yeah, commanded by him too. So, and when he shows up to confront CP0, he turns S Bear. So now we have all four Seraphims, at least for a tiny bit, wrecking all the agents that are invading the island, buying them pretty good time. Or so we think. Because right when Luffy is speaking to Sentamaru, uh, Luchi, very angry that he can't land a good blow on Luffy, understandably so, but also intelligently goes after Santamaru because they established like literally one or two pages prior. There's a hierarchy of commands, right? With the, the Seraphims, they listen to, I think what the Celestial Dragons and yeah, the... it's like 
it's the five elders of Vegatom, five elders centamaru the and then anyone that has like an authority card yeah and cp0 is at the bottom of that hierarchy so yeah so, centamaru outranks them and that's how he takes over s bear yep but then with through technicality <laughs> luchi takes out centamaru or at least tries to and goes, if we literally take him out, he can't command the Seraphims, and therefore they will listen to our command. Because they're kind of sentient, but not enough to override the command chips and understand that, oh, this person is literally trying to overthrow, right? They're not intelligent enough to stop that. Because they're still, uh, as far as we know, they're cyborgs in their own way. They're, they're still androids in their own way. Um, but so when that happens, now we suddenly have a, a complete change in the power scaling, right? Because before... When you're at 1069, you're like, oh, wait, the the R side is completely overpowered right now because we have Gear 5 Luffy, we have the Straw Hats, and we have the Seraphims. This is like CP0 is just going to be fucking dead. They're going to be wiped from the history books. Right. And then suddenly this happens, and now it's like, okay, now we have an even fight. <laughs> now it seems like we have a somewhat even fight. Um, Luffy and the and Luffy and Co., they try to escape with Bonnie. Um, Luffy's exhausted from Gear 5. They escape back to the towers. Uh, the Seraphims are currently under CP0's commands, um, or at least Luchi's commands. And then there's a weird sabotage that happens where the defenses of the tower, of the of the laboratory, are shut down temporarily to give the Seraphims and agents enough time to bypass the barrier before they come back on. And they make it very clear, oh, that seems very convenient. Why did this shut down? For no reason, right? Even the CP0 agents are like, this seems too convenient. It seems like a trap. But it's also an opportunity. We can't buy, we can't pass by it. Um, so and they really have implied because from the Vegapunk perspective, right, they're like, oh shit, what the hell happened? We don't know what's going on. And then we have another mysterious figure thrown into the mix where I think it's like 1071, I think, where Vegapunk briefly asks for another mysterious no-name assistance where he goes, Hey, please save my skin. I'm in trouble here. Yeah, I, th- I kind of got the impression I didn't want to jump all the way ahead there, but that that mm-hmm. was Stussy. You think you think Stussy is on a uh, Vegapunk side? Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. He created I was, her. <laughs> I was thinking she's maybe a clone he, who make. He's the guy that makes clones. True, but I yeah, one hundred percent. She's under Vegapunk's control. Well, I was gonna think. I don't know. I don't think. I personally didn't see that. I personally thought this is another third. She's party. in the cover story with yeah. Vegapunk and Caesar and them. Yeah, they're back turned. That's, that's definitely her, right? But it's weird how he requests her help this late. Because right? he kind of like when he says like, "Oh, wait a minute, one more person is here." Like he's like, "Oh yeah, CP Zero is here. That means this Deucey is here. Let me hit her up real quick." My my perspective was she's a clone, yes, but I thought she broke away, right? Kind of like default like uh rebelled in some way because the main thing is that she's a clone of by the way 1062 spoilers because again this is fresh off the press um excuse me she is a clone of a rocks pirate so i was i was my perspective was oh right. shit we now have a third or fourth party now involved in like because again like we were anticipating the rocks pirates making some kind of appearance or comeback in the present day and I thought this might have been it because maybe she acted because, oh, I'm past the barrier now. I can do what I want to do personally for the Rocks Pirates because Lucci freaks out in the reaction and the very final panel, the final page of 1070, uh, 1072, because he didn't see it coming whatsoever. And by the way, she 
is revealed to have like what the bat bat fruit or the vampire vampire fruit because i think it's yeah some kind of maybe a succubus a vampire she had a wing and yeah she that's what to sleep <laughs> by biting his neck yeah the Sephiroth, definitely, Sephiroth we're definitely fruit. in mythical territory yeah possible mythical or even just zone again like we don't know much detail but, yeah i think it's a mythical a, zone possibly um we just know that she's yeah confirmed to be the first successful clone 1072 started off with a panel of like oh she is a human it's a successful experiment this would be the first step to world peace when then literally the next page they show bonnie and i go okay that's another theory going on there okay sorry we're jumping around way too much here yeah sorry. Wait, so yeah we gotta like kind of run back so what, during this big kerfuffle we learn mm-hmm. a couple of things while we're on the that's kind of where we're at right this fight this chaos that's going on yeah so the, the jinbei we did learn that he has uh Senor Pink's devil fruit, but we got confirmed because Frankie asked that right. Senor Pink is still alive, but he is imprisoned and pulled down. So that answered the question that I had about how they got access to that fruit. Yes. Which, honestly, Vegapunk seems like he works pretty fucking fast. How long has Senor Pink been in jail? Like two, three weeks, maybe a month or two? Uh, yeah. Is, we were yeah. in Wano for a while, maybe two months. Two months. <laughs> Yeah, in universe two months, but yeah. I don't know, maybe four so years like, in if, reality. If that's enough time to like deconstruct, you know, his devil fruit, like reverse engineer it and put it into a, a seraphim, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So wait, so to establish, so senior pink's devil fruit is that a that's a paramythia, right? That's a paramecia, yeah. The logias okay. he says he still has problems with. Yeah, Vegas so I wrote, says he has problems. That's with. what I was asking because the three types he says, yeah, logias are currently impossible for him to do, even though he can. Well, do not it. impossible, but he can. Yeah, he did. He did it with Kaido. Yeah, <laughs> with Kizaru. Yeah, but he of course considers it impossible because he can't get it perfectly. So no, that's, no, that's he, the zone. He said the zones he's pretty good, but not perfect. But oh. really, they're fine. It's the logias that he's having trouble with because he like he can get lasers. But he can't, like, get a light devil fruit. You know what I mean? Like, the seraphim right, can't turn... Okay. Or the, the pacifista cannot turn into light. They can right, only okay. shoot lasers. Yeah, apologies. I got Zoa and Logia mixed up. My apologies. But the one thing I had here was Paramythia seemed like the easiest one for him. Because he said that, oh, if you just have the blood, you can replicate it quite easily. So and, yeah, this does, in fact, seem to be the case. Yeah, so in that case with Senior Pink, oh, I just have his blood, and there you go. And then I can just recreate it via, you know, science, <laughs> via one-piece science, and then I create green blood, and I put it into my cyborgs, and now they have the power, which is... Also, I did love nice. that, like, Frankie was actually crying when he thought Senior Pink yeah. was dead. What a bro. And the official translation, Frankie is like, my brother from another mother, don't tell me he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, Frankie. <laughs> Although, let's be honest, he was speaking on behalf of the entire fandom when he was crying, going, don't tell right. me Senior Pink's dead. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> like, Oda, you don't kill off characters, but don't tell me you killed off Senior Pink. <laughs> and then Oda screams from his office, this is why I don't kill off characters, because you guys love everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got that world-building tidbit where Logias are impossible, Zoans are, are a handful, but they're possible, and then Paramythias are the easy ones to replicate. Yeah, and, and while we're on this more Devil Fruit lore, I think it's interesting that Vegapunk, and therefore Oda, right, thought it important to note that he doesn't know if uh, these artificial Devil Fruits can be awakened, which I think they definitely cannot. Right, because uh, Momonosuke, when he showed up, he didn't have the 
the you know the pink the sorry the pink clouds the dark cloud forms he had the the dragon form right but he didn't have that hybrid form that kaido had which i think was yeah, if if someone was awakened. gonna if we were gonna get that confirmation that they can be awakened it would be through momo for sure but we but didn't I, get that yeah but i doubt that they can mm-hmm. be maybe <laughs> just i do it. however though i think that the next time we see yamato in the final war that they will be awakened no, don't do that to me, please. <laughs> no, I, I'm being serious because I legitimately think that the theory that is I'm running with is we we have hockey, which is like the willpower, yeah. And the flip side is desire, right, or hope, mm-hmm. and that is the devil fruits. Yeah, exactly. And so Vegapunk says in this little stint here that like usually the when you're awakening the zones like will overpowers the user. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm kind of thinking that awakening is an alignment of your will with the devil fruit's desire. Yeah. Right? So Luffy awakened his devil fruit because he truly wanted to like liberate Wano. Mm-hmm. That was his wish, and that's the the desire of his fruit, presumably, or something like that. Yeah. And then Luffy is just a crazy ass, bloodthirsty killer, right? He awakened his fruit rather easily, I imagine. And it makes so then I'm also curious at how did Kaku. Yeah. His giraffe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll, because, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, because the joke, I guess, was because Kaku's like a kind of like a laid back but super evil agent at the same time. Yeah, like, like what is the desire of a giraffe? Like to live peacefully, like a peaceful yeah, life, you know? To be, to be chill, I think I could awaken that devil fruit. <laughs> like, let's be, if that's truly what the requirement is. If Kaku was given like one more month to like live with his devil but, fruit oh, wait, in his lobby. So- <laughs> yeah, before I get distracted, though. So I think yeah. Yamato, who chose to stay behind as the protector of Wano, who has the fruit considered Wano's guardian right. deity, will to awaken awakening. now that that is their desire and their will, right? That's yeah. what I think. We'll see. Yeah, so that does make sense, but I'm still really butthurt about Yamato not joining the crew, but you are right with the, for the sake of like the power. They'll be in the final war for the sure, yeah. and I think when they mm-hmm. appear in the final war, they'll be awakened. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I wonder what it'll look like, though. Maybe like full on like fox form rather than like a hybrid or like an anthropomorphic. I'm not sure. I mean, it looks like they're just gonna have black clouds around them based on Kaku and Luchi. Oda, just black give me, flame clouds. Oda, just give me Okami. Just give me Okami. That's the awakened form. Just go full on art style. Just don't hold back. And also, I might forgive. I you. didn't really want to draw too much attention to this, but I also kind of have to in chapter mm-hmm. 1070. So S Snake also has Boa Hancock's devil fruit powers or a copy right. of them. Right. Why does that work? Yeah. On those Marines. <laughs> I don't know. Either. Or is it was it Marine? Yeah. On CP0 members. That's disgusting. Well, if you know, the world government's full of the worst fucking people. Clearly, imaginable. like <laughs> y'all deserve to be turned to stone for real. And also Japan. That's also true. Too. Like S Snake is like eleven. Yeah. If you, if you turn to stone, you deserve it. Moving yeah, on. Yeah. So for those not quite up to date of what we're talking about, the way her powers work is she turns those to stone who have any desire whatsoever to be with her. Right. Is that, is that well, how yeah, the power scaling works for it's her? Like a a love, right? Yeah. I don't it's know a love exactly love how it works, but based on my understanding, yeah, because kind of fucked. Yeah, and. The re- the reason why I remember that clearly is because the whole gag with Amazon Lily was she tried to use it to Luffy when she was literally naked in the bathhouse or half naked and it didn't yeah, work and he, on he him wasn't, whatsoever. Wasn't attracted to her, wasn't interested, in her, so it doesn't work. <laughs> so therefore, I think the reverse of that: if you are interested in them, then it would work. And yeah, so why does this work? And That's why does question. it work? So the only hope, if Oda's going to save this, I very hope he retcons scary, it. I yeah. I truly do. 
I yeah, hope he, he's like, oh no, they don't actually have to be attractive. I would, I really need that at this point. You can, you can <laughs> I, do I need both. Else. You can do both and go. Well, this artificial love, love doesn't work exactly the same. It could just literally be. I would oh, accept that. Yeah, it could literally be like a Pokemon rules where it's like, oh, it's just opposite gender, and that's it. That's all I need to work. Right. It could literally be just be that. It doesn't have to be actual yeah, desire. Like, or I didn't love that. I would have rather seen a snake flex in a different way because that's a little yeah. creepy. Yeah, I know. I'm with. And you on I get that. that they're like CP. They're world government, so they're all kind of like weird and dark, shady, creepy, or most. Yeah, of them. and that's what I was linked to earlier. Yeah, but it's also just like everyone, really. Yeah, like the <laughs> whole Splatoon, <laughs> all of them. You yeah, like if in hindsight they could have had a really, really like dark humor joke where the Seraphim tries the power and it doesn't work at all, except for like one random agent in the back. That could have been like the dark joke and be like, wait, why does that work? And this reminds them, oh, it's by desire, and they just go. Uh, <laughs> again, that would have been very dark, like a uh, Rick and Morty type humor. But um, yeah, I'm with you on that. We're like, that's a really bad thing. So yeah, either Oda has to retcon that power to try and save face because that's very creepy. Or just say it's a duplicate double fruit so it doesn't work exactly the same. It's a little more lenient in the other way. But so the other thing too is I mentioned it before, but the Seraphims have a little bit of behavior but they don't, they have like hardly any free will but they have some of their personality still yeah we get to see s snake showing some personality some yeah. individuality yeah she acts like a typical sundere when jinbei says oh you're not as mean as your real counterpart thank you and then she goes i'm not doing it to help you yeah Babaka. she starts <laughs> blushing turns away like oh i'm not doing it to help you it was an order you idiot get out of yeah, here Babaka and yeah she's like... looking very human exactly so it makes me curious if which we we anticipated of... that right like since mm -hmm. the very beginning of the arc it's you know you can't just take away people's will exactly and even if you're creating like these androids but you're giving them these personalities there's gonna be a life finds a way right they're gonna find a way to break free at some point so i wonder if at some point luffy is gonna have like an objective in some way right like not like because maybe he wants to but because maybe joy boy wants to or i don't know to get rid of those control well, then chips. You're, you're, you're risking venturing back into the, the takeover territory, right? Exactly. Like they're the, I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Cause, yeah, because the whole point is just, you know, you can't keep someone oppressed forever, right? If they have control chips, even if they're androids. The fact that these Seraphims have behavior makes me curious in the, you know, in the theory kind of realm where could this be a possible storyline in the future where or a possible opportunity where you could actually free the seraphims and they could become sentient and free in their own way where they're clones of the warlord sure but they're still their own people right if just because you're a clone doesn't mean you're one-to-one -one identical it doesn't mean you're gonna be exactly the same you're gonna deviate you're gonna live your own life at some point yeah nature versus nurture and something like that yeah like so, similar but different yeah, so just from that one panel with S Snake made me think that, oh, this is a possible thing they could do. Or maybe, that, again, it's maybe one of those things where Oda, like, sprinkles a little bit of world building so that in the future, if he decides to go that path, he has the some foundation to work with. And if not, then it's like, well, then it was just a one little fun little com comedy gag moment and then we move on, right? So I'm not going to go crazy if he doesn't explore this territory, but especially because we're leaving Egghead pretty soon, I'm pretty sure and leaving the sci-fi realm and probably into the realm of the giants. So we'll have to see where that goes going forward. Yeah, uh, speaking of giants, we got confirmation that Kid is there. Yeah. So and I'll a quick cutaway to that. Yeah, because there was still a little uncertainty of like maybe if Law was on his way to 
um, Elbaf, but got interfered by Blackbeard. But no, we got confirmation. Yeah, no, I don't, kid. Someone smarter than me had done like a map breakdown that had pretty much confirmed that Law was not going to Elbaf, and I was convinced, and now it's confirmed. How did that do you, if you don't mind me asking, because I know we're an audio podcast, do you remember what, like a summary of like what that diagram was? I'm a little curious myself I absolutely now. do not. I would assume it was by Pecking <laughs> 101. He's sorry. the, the sorry, geography listeners. guy. Sorry, listeners. I tried. <laughs> I'm curious too. But yeah, it doesn't surprise me though, because One if Piece... If I can track it down, it will be in our Discord. Yeah, because One Piece fans are very creative, very clever sometimes. Um... Is there anything else from 1071 prior? Because obviously we jumped around to 1072, but we'll dive deeper eventually. Oh, right. Um, these last couple chapters, Bonnie has been sidelined a little bit because she's been knocked out. We had to make room for the devil fruit, the seraphims, right? I mean, yeah, I don't want to like sleep on it being a very fun action scene, Luffy versus Lucci. And it was truly <laughs> satisfying. Like, I can't describe. I mean, I kind of can. And I did in the last episode how badly I wanted to see Lucci get his ass beat. And Absolutely. this is everything that I wanted. I loved it. Absolutely. So that's why, like, yeah, Bonnie is knocked out. That's kind of whatever. But I'm also just also, like, well, I was we running through got... it, and Luffy kind of did the the wrestling clothesline in this chapter in 1070. Right, with the pipes. He did yeah, it off the, the pipes. pipes. Yeah. yeah. But you want to see him do it on my, yeah. Yeah, with the ray of light. On I want to run back. And real quick, in the, it was right in that scene when uh, Luffy did something very interesting. This is also in relation to the, his devil fruit. He seemed to materialize from like smoke a pair of glasses of like rocket goggles that he pulled them down out of nothing. He puts them on and then he launches himself forward. Yeah, that was from like the, literally uh... for the lols. He puts mm. on rocket glasses so he can rocket himself through Lucci's stomach. Mm. That's a ten out of ten for me. Absolutely, and also just the implications of what exactly is happening there. You know, in the materialization of that object is very intriguing. The fact that you can, yeah, the fact that he can form anything out of his hair or anything out of the clouds. Because again, the power is ridiculous. Where you can literally, yeah, with your it, it truly does seem to be the power to materialize the imagination. It which, also, man, yeah, that's nutty. And that kind of also confirms too that if Oda wants to go full the mask, he can. Where the mask literally just like pulls a gun out of his pants to make a gag or whatever, he can right. do it. If Luffy wants to materialized goggles out of his it's hair the he full can't. tune force power yeah the most ridiculous power in the world i'm glad oda's not holding back like he gives us like little sprints like we've only seen two times so far right when wano and now here but so far the two times he's like yeah i'm holding back i'm gonna have fun <laughs> you can't you can't stop me <laughs> like his assistant's trying to pull him back from the page like oh you can't have luffy do that it's too stupid and oda's like you can't stop me <laughs> just going full crazy um Oh, and then the establishment for why we're so sure that, or we're confident that Elbaf might be the next place, is Vegapunk officially has requested Luffy and the crew to take him and his six satellites with them on their crew to escape. And because we had that little teaser earlier of like, oh, my dear friend, you know, from Shaka, right? My Our dear friend from Elbaf who recovered those books from Ohara, right? Kind of comes, yeah. comes together where it's like, I think Elbaf might be the next place, not to mention Kid with his confirmation that he's on his way there. So, and even if El, even if Elbaf is fight not, Kid. That's like more confirmation, right? At some point Luffy and Kid sh should fight. Oh, you mean fight each other, not assist each other? Like Law and, and Luffy? I feel like that's the promise of Kid's character. The, in the way the that... Opposition. Yeah, like in the way the Supernovas are introduced as the Straw Hats rivals, mm -hmm. and Kid is 
the one there that has the higher bounty than Luffy. And, you know, we've been over the the bounties aren't power levels, et cetera, et cetera. But there's yeah, yeah. in the back of your head that's like, ooh, that's the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's the one to look out for. That's the real rival. And he's just, he's never fulfilled on that promise to me. Right. It also makes me wonder how Kid would fight Gear 5 Luffy. Maybe he's got some yeah. crazy. Yeah. I'm hoping, crazy. I don't know. It has maybe to be has something a, like a power maybe a crazy, up, maybe an awakening. Maybe he has a crazy idea where. Because maybe there is a flaw to Gear 5. Because, again, like it's low endurance, right? So maybe if he just overwhelms Luffy with so much like junk and debris that Luffy just you know gets tired quicker because he has to deal with each and every one. I don't know. Well, or the difference in their power level seems insurpassable. You yeah. know, it's the same kind of thing I was saying about Luchi. I just can't rectify that. I would need something more. If Kid was mm-hmm. going to truly put up a fight. But I feel like that was his purpose, right? To be the guy that's going to put up a fight for Luffy, like, somewhere along the way. It would maybe, definitely... maybe plans have changed. I don't know. I would like for Kid to do something. Uh, I, I, he did something, right? But it's just, I don't know. Law stole the spotlight every time. Every time. Like, and also, even when they're fighting Wano. together. Like that was, I feel like I could say Law beat Big Mom and no one would be like, oh, don't forget about Kid, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he had one good attack. I also could see kid not being a, a fighter against luffy just simply because every super rookie that luffy has interacted with is has been like a temporary ally like currently we have bonnie that, that's what i mean Law. though like kid mm-hmm. kid is presented as the one who is antagonistic he's a bad guy quote unquote right he's yeah. villainous and now it's like oh no we're just friends haha <laughs> yeah you and know what i mean i think that's i don't think that was the original intention or plan for kid yeah i see that I'm just, I'm saying, narratively speaking, I wouldn't be surprised if Kid is also just another law, but I hope you're right, because it gets a little stagnant if every single super rookie ends up somewhat, like, siding with Luffy. Because even uh, um, <laughs> the gangster, uh, Capone, um, even he, who I thought was, like, the very clear bad guy, was the one going, hey, listen, I'm going to get you guys in the best drip possible, Nami's second I best guess, drip, I guess what and I'm- we're going to talk, and we're going to ally ourselves temporarily to take out uh, Big Mom. <laughs> Right. Like, what I want is, I want Luffy to have a real rival crew, is what it yeah, is, a, you know? That's yeah, what he exactly. Have. I, like, like the Roger Whitebeard, how they clashed, and ha- maybe sometimes they were doing different things and had different views. Yeah, Roger they Whitebeard. friends, right? You yeah, know, we or, could maybe or, land somewhere near there with Kid. I think, well, I think maybe you think more like Roger Rocks Pirates? Or no, that's Blackbeard. Um, oh, yeah, you think like Roger Whitebeard. Whitebeard. Yeah, yeah, Whitebeard, yeah. They're more the more friendly rivalry. Maybe a little like, less rivalry. friendly, but right? But not yeah. completely yeah, antagonistic. Not, yeah, not Blackbeard Luffy or not Rocks and Roger. Um, or like, yeah, I get you. An actual rivalry crew. That would definitely make sense. Or Yeah, rather than just like all of them becoming friends and allies and yeah. basically a part of the Straw Hat Grand Fleet. Or even worse, every single one going, I'm not your friend, Babaka, but they actually are friends. Right. Which is, <laughs> like, clearly that's what's going to happen with Bonnie. Yeah, that's Law and maybe Bonnie too, right? They're the ones going, I'm not your friend, Babaka. They're doing the whole Cinderella thing, but we don't need every single super rookie to have that exact same archetype. So, yeah, hopefully to, to keep things fresh and unique, Kid would actually be the antagonistic rival, not the enemy. But the rival, because he definitely wants the One Piece, too, and he will definitely fight. That's also why I see in the future, Law would have no problem as well fighting Luffy as well for the One Piece if he gets to that point. See, I think the one that's going to be fighting f- for the One Piece is Blackbeard, though. 
I don't think yeah. that's kid's spot. I, yeah, it just depends on the scenario, right? Because we're like, like I think most of the fan base is like theorizing that there's going to be like one final Marine Ford type large scale fight with two sides. It's probably going to be the Marines, but then there's also Blackbeard pirates, right? So then it's Th- like that's okay, why I think the Blackbeard pirates are going to go down before that final war. Before that, okay. I think Blackbeard is the the last hurdle to become the Pirate King or to get to Laugh Tale, right? I think they're going to be increasing right. on that around the same time. It's like, right. oh, so the Pirate King is going to be either Blackbeard or Luffy, right? And obviously it's going to be Luffy, but then mm. moving forward, it will be probably M as the final villain, yeah, right? Yeah, M uh, and the world government, yeah, right? That's my suspected... That's what I think right now, at least. Right. You go after your... You you defeat the person who shares the same ideology as you, but has the worst opposite methods, right? And then the final fight will be the actual oppression to the themes of One Piece, right? The actual f- to be free, right? Yeah. Right? Thinking about it thematically, first you have to establish like whose path to their to establish their dreams was correct: Luffy's or Blackbeard's, Luffy's, mm-hmm. and then how that plays out in the you know world changing yeah. scale. Okay. Yeah. So that that will definitely we'll have to see further on because yeah, we're still theorizing on like where the pieces are going to be because we have all the super rookies we have all these possible players in the play and speaking of blackbeard guess what we now have an update on that part of the story as well after 1071 which was um admiral well her was name doll right the the hot goth girl um doll, she yeah. gets yeah she gets the phone call from garp going hey i'm gonna go and get him i'm gonna get kobe <laughs> She just goes, wait, what? You can't just do that. Did you get an order from the high rep? And he goes, wait, I need an order for that? <laughs> and doesn't matter. Like, no, I'm already here. you need an order for that. I it don't need an order for that. Like, listen, doll, it doesn't matter. I'm already here. What do you mean here? And she looks outside. There's a ship. <laughs> and then Garp's like screaming at, um, what's his name? Helmeppo? Right? Helmeppo. Yeah, And Helmepo. the other new character with the weird accent and just goes, get in the ship, kids. We're going after Kobe. <laughs> that, that's the one that everyone thinks is Akainu's daughter because she speaks with the same accent as him. Right, right. But I just loved how Garp just shows up. Big dick. Doesn't care. Get I the really boat, kids. need <laughs> him to do something. I need he him was- to follow through on this. God, I just and I like I we talked about this in our Discord as well. I really don't want him to just show up like at Hachinosu or wherever Blackbeard and them are, mm-hmm. and then for Kuzan to just be like, "Oh, hey, I owe this guy an old favor. Let's just let him out of here for free." Like, no, that's no. not what I want. I, I want, want Garp to fuck some shit up. I've been waiting too long. We've all been waiting <laughs> too long. <laughs> we need yep. this shit. They teased us over and over about Garp being past his prime, but he still has the, you know, he still has the goods. He still has a little bit. He was able to chuck fucking cannonballs at the Straw Hats at the end of post Eni's lobby and just go, eh, you know, they're just too far now. I'm too tired now. But it's just yeah, like, he, oh, we've never seen this man try. Yeah. Never. And then, and then Marine Ford, he didn't fight. He tried to go for that one blow against Luffy. Yeah, but he had like know point he two back. seconds of willpower and where he's like, I'm going to do this. But then he was like, ah, no, I'm not. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not. Like, this is, this is my grandson. I'm not going to do it. Right. And then he gets beaten by Luffy in one attack when we were just Which, like, yeah, no. I can't blame him for that. But I want to see him go all out. I really yes. would love that. I would. Yeah, because I want to see like the leftovers of Law's crew. Because like, I'm, I'm guessing Law is on the back end. Right. I'm guessing he's not going to come out on top. I still think that. But he's going to play the fight, though. But He'll either also, lose or escape. Yeah, I'm. But I'm gonna think by the time Garp shows up. But damn, that, how do you escape Blackbeard? Also, like if you, yeah. I feel like if you lose to Blackbeard, you're dead. Or yeah, captured. you're dead. How do you or escape? You know, gravity, like his the black hole. 
Yeah, that's why maybe Law could though. That's fair. Fair to say, Law is the one that probably could. Yeah, because last time we saw Law's crew was actually putting up a fight. Like there was the meme, right? That Law's crew is totally fucking done. Yeah. And the next chapter happens, and it's like, oh wait, no, they're actually like a Sea of Thieves type crew. The video game where they're very uh cooperative they all work together they do like crazy things or they don't have double fruit powers so but they understand they're fighting a crew full of double fruit users so they're trying to sink in their ship they're trying to push them overboard right they're doing everything they can like oh wait these guys are proving they are a supernova's crew absolutely they are and then law he understands who he's fighting so he's gonna be calculating so there's also a possibility that maybe by the time garp shows up they're still fighting i don't know how that's gonna work because remember roger and whitebeard fought for like what three days Right before, and I don't know how far yeah, Garp least, is yeah. from Blackbeard. Right? I don't know the distance, but the more likelihood is that yeah, Law is defeated, and then his what's sad gone. though is but just based on Blackbeard's reactions lately and in the past, I can't imagine him taking a fight with Garp. Exactly, like, he's still he maybe... afraid of Rayleigh, where he, you know he wasn't confident when yeah, Rayleigh showed up. He said like, "Nah, no thanks. I'm I'm cool on that." Because that's how Blackbeard is. If he's not one hundred percent confident he's gonna win he won't take the fight and i feel right. like garp is in such a tier that he's not gonna be 100 confident maybe if he's surrounded by all of his captains it'll be a different story there could be a development where maybe after like let's say this is after he defeats law and gets his power and then garp shows up <sighs> maybe that could be a development that would where be Black crazy gets the confidence to go wait i think i can actually take garp let's try yeah it. like i'm gonna give this a shot and then he and whips then, out a room man yeah, that then, would be insane exactly and then that establishes the tone oh fuck blackbeard is getting way too op now he's gonna be the next big baddie of the next yeah, it's saga like, can he just have next. any number of devil fruits we still don't know mm-hmm. we don't know well we pretty much do know that he can pass devil fruit powers to well no we actually don't i think he can take and give powers to his subordinates like as they need yeah that's like not cer- technically <laughs> confirmed though like a certain other villain from a certain other series <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's kind of the vibe i think what blackbeard's got going mm-hmm. so but i also like i love law so much where i'm just like i just hope he doesn't get defeated just for selfish reasons because i'm just like i don't want law to lose his powers right because that has that power has a deep connection with a uh, corazon and they're well. still that power still has uh, an associated Chekhov's gun of the ultimate immortality surgery, which kind of has to be used because it was mentioned. For those who don't know what a Chekhov's gun is. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Justin, I don't know if you're going to edit this out later, but it's an Avatar Last Airbender spoiler, a show that's over 15 years old. Um, yeah, y'all, y'all heard it. Skip 15 <laughs> seconds ahead. Um, there could be a moment as well, because Corazon can revive almost anybody, right? The end of season two of Avatar had a, a near death moment for Aang, right? And because mm-hmm. Katara had that sacred water she was holding on the entire fucking season, she was going to use two it on seasons. Else. Well, yeah. almost. She got it in the first season. Uh, the beginning of the second season, she got that. So was almost, it? I thought it was. I thought it was the end. Whatever. Regardless, no, it was, it yeah, was it a was long the, time. It was yeah. literally like the first five minutes of the second season. The so you're Avatar not off. <laughs> you're not off by that much. But yeah, it was a while. <laughs> So I can imagine something like that happening where Luffy goes gear five, has a huge fight with Blackbeard or even Eam, and actually is on the brink of death, like actually dying or a deep coma. And Law uses his awakened or, you know, his actual yeah. full power and bring Luffy back to push him to the One Piece or like to get him awake. Because yeah, but, I could I could even potentially see Luffy losing to him and dying and then being brought back to life with Law's life as an exchange or something. If Law had a sacrifice himself to save luffy i, I, don't I could see that 
I could see that, but I don't know if the fan base can handle it. There's a lot of law fans out there. <laughs> I think that would cement, depending on how it gets built up to, obviously, right? I, that would yeah. cement him as one of my favorite characters for sure. Yeah, the one who passes on like the final will of, you know, being yeah, exactly. the will of D, but does its final wish to save someone like that. Yeah, especially if you can, because he's like kind of, he's associated himself with this mystery of D now, and it, it's kind of become his thing since he is one of them. So I yeah. think that that's going to be associated with him, right? So if then he does pass it on finally, like once we understand what it is and he gives his life for Luffy's, like the final torch being passed on, that could be just a really huge impactful moment. It also be a huge character development too, because when we see Law, he always wants to pass himself as like, no, I'm like this cold toned pirate. Like I don't care about people. I don't care about feelings. I care about my crew, but like, I'm going to do what I can to get the one piece. I'm going to do what I can. But ultimately because... We've seen him for, what, 400 chapters now. We know he has a soft spot for the Straw Hats. He'll help out when times have come. He's gotten their respect. So that final moment where if this happens, right, this hypothetical moment, if that does happen, that would be a fitting end for that character. Yeah. Because ultimately at the end, he's a good person like Coruscant wanted him to be above being like this cold-blooded pirate that Doflamingo wanted him to be. So that would have been like the best way to handle that storyline. Well, not the best, but that could be a good way to handle it. But again, it depends what we go. Yeah, it would be it would be good, I think. I think it could work, and that's definitely an option. And all the mm-hmm. pieces have been presented to us for that to, to play out, potentially. That's all it is. Pro- but Oda's, like, impossible to predict. I've seen so many, like, great theories, and I've been... I think that's it. That's for sure. And then something totally different happens, right? Like, happens that all the time. That reminds me that needs to be a future episode where you just come up with all those old theories you just brought yeah, up. Yeah, I, I need to. I need to remember. <laughs> like, I need to remember all the old theories. Trying to think about even my old theories. Yeah, because my because be my old theory of Yamato joining the crew still haunts me to this day and <laughs> <It> hurts me. <laughs> so, I'm, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one to come up with a theory that seemed very true, that seemed very on the nose, and then that didn't happen. So I'm very curious about that. Sorry, we're deviating a little bit, but yeah. So Garp is going with Helmeppo and the new girl to go after Kobe and confront Blackbeard, who's still fighting Law, as far as we can tell. And I think that's it for 1069 to 1071. We dab yeah. into 1072 already a little bit. We do apologize for that, but literally, it was fresh off the presses. We can't help ourselves. It's And I don't want to ignore these cover stories, which we right, briefly I literally, talked about. I literally wrote down the notes. Okay, yeah, sorry. Thank you for reminding me. So, but yeah, this is a good one. This is an important one as well, because I think it's going to tie in to Frankie's backstory. Exactly. So we so, see, and I believe 1069, actually, 1069, the mad ship on yes. the cover. I forget the guy's name, but he's one of the um, the mad scientists, right? He's like the lone shark guy or whatever. Um, round glasses, has like the Ozzy Osbourne glasses a little bit. Um, he has this very particular science ship that someone on Reddit or Twitter made the very clear observation that, hey, that looks identical to that unknown, unnamed ship that Frankie washed into and somehow had the materials to turn himself into a cyborg nonchalantly. It it definitely looks like that ship. It looks like that ship. landed on. The only thing that was missing was a very clear uh, uh, view of the letters MADS on the side of the ship. And we always understood. I think we're... We were kind of misled intentionally, like, yeah, Frankie was a great shipwright, he was a great engineer already, so we're like, but yeah, he made himself a cyborg, but that's a big leap, That right? is a big leap. What yeah, we, also, he was a kid. We, we all <laughs> jumped over, yeah, it was literally 15 or, mm-hmm. or so, I think. And also, we, we kind of skipped over the fact that he might have got extra information from somewhere, and it very 
it just lines up so damn well. I can't imagine anything else happening. Yeah, well, I'm gonna so, knock on wood before this is one of those moments I was just mentioning a few minutes ago. But it yeah. definitely seems like the intention was that this old abandoned mad ship was probably where Frankie landed, and then that's where he learned how to turn himself into a cyborg with old Caesar Vegapunk and Judge technology. Yeah, and I also like this development because it doesn't hurt Frankie's character either in the sense no, that oh he's yeah because like no he's resourceful and was able to understand the schematics and the materials he had and therefore turned himself into cyborg and save his own life. It doesn't detract from his character. It makes him more resourceful. It makes him more clever. The mad ship actually helps explain that because, yeah, even back in the day when we were reading that, it's like, that's quite of a leap. He washed up on a random ass wooden ship and gave himself like metal parts. I don't what, what from cannons. That makes no sense. Yeah. While now, working on himself also. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, OK, I guess he did it because cyborg. Right. I had no problem at the time because I was having fun with Frankie's character. But now we have an, a, a, a reasonable in-universe reason to how he was able to do it so yeah, even the, the question never... of like where was he for the, the what 13 years in between him vanishing and then returning to water seven yep he just he, he was on one he was on, we know. <laughs> he was on a match ship um that also explains his fascination with the vegapunk six technology because he's very familiar with the technology <laughs> he's very familiar um rather than just simply being like oh cybernetic cool science stuff it's like no because he literally has vegapunk technology in him or at least Matt's, right? Matt's technology. Right. So, and then also... So that's, a, that's currently a top theory for me. Yeah, and what also I think is kind of confirmed at this point is the the young picture of, like, the the like the like five young scientists looking like, trying to look like an album cover, which, you know, it's kind of a hit or miss because, like, well, you're kind of nerdy scientists still, but you have cool guns. And then you have the, the fifth figure on the right side looking away, and people were theorizing... That looks like Stussy, but she looks the same. Yeah. It doesn't seem to make sense. Since 72 comes around, well, there's a clone. <laughs> so so hey. let's talk about that 1072. Yeah. I want, oh, let's wait. We're almost there. Yeah, sorry. Again, so the big, the big thing, I think, in 1072 is we're learning that uh, Vegapunk is like refusing to tell Bonnie anything. She's like chasing him around the lab, hunting. Absolutely. Demanding. And he said, I promised Kuma I wouldn't tell you, so I can't. And that's, No matter that, what. Yeah, he said, and no it, matter what, I can't tell you. And, and she's then like, we have, tell me. Tell me now. But then we get the beep, 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 right? We get a beep, beep, beep. And then her face, this is what I love about the facial expression too, because I'm looking at the panels right now, is Bonnie is very angry, right? We always see Bonnie, she's always angry, she's always determined, right? She has a goal, she has a vein in her and forehead. And she does do some interesting devil fruit flexes here a, l a little bit right she she pretends oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna bring up this theory later but she fakes herself being a child right to drop vegapunk's guard and then she turns herself into like this very like like malformed figure where she's got like a very huge upper body like she's going through like a muscle yeah. girl face to uh attack him then she turns back to normal but then she's able to uh, touch an, a lock that's on a very suspicious Kuma marked door and rust it right away because, you know, age, right? Rust it. Yeah, so um, better ripe, ripe fruit confirmed. Yep. And when she's looking at this uh, door, her expression drops. She goes from complete angry to like worried or like she knows the answer is here, but she's almost like unsure if she wants to know, right? Like, yeah. There's, like this mystery. It's like, it's like the face Robin has when she's looking at a poneglyph, where she's like, the answers I seek are here, but am I ready? Yeah, right? and it's meanwhile, kind 
we're we're cutting back to Kuma, who's or the the body of Kuma, maybe depending yeah. on what you believe. And he's as we're still trying to climb the red line. Mm-hmm. And now he's getting shot by Marine shooting him down, and he's determined to keep going because they he, they knock him off the wall, but now he's fighting back. But this is happening at the same time where Bonnie is like, "Oh, this like because we see a very familiar paw bubble, right? The last time we saw this was oh yeah, we learned the- how a thimble fruit works, which right. is kind of important." <laughs> Yeah, yes. We're sorry. We're again. We're jumping. Yeah. Around. So this is this is a little important. So we learned from mm. Vega Punk exactly what Kuma's Devil Fruit can do, and it can, yeah, very manifest concepts as physical objects is what it can do, which is like and, Luffy's pain. It, it's intangible mm-hmm. and it becomes physical. He pushes it out of him. I'm still a little confused as to how he makes people fly around. I'm also confused. How, That's the part that confused me. I'm also confused how a pawpaw. It has the ability like, to manifest emotions, but that's not the is, point. Is it possible that this... I know, that's a little weird as well. But is it possible this devil fruit is, is even more insanely powerful than we're thinking? Like, can he just choose to manifest the idea of propulsion and, like, shoot that at someone? Because that's crazy if that's what he's doing. Yeah, like, oh, because you can apply things like imagination and memories into mass. Something like maybe with that paw slap when you see the people flying, it's imagining yourself flying. That is, I don't know. But what's fascinating, though, is, yeah, so we got the explanation done where that's what this is where Vegapunk's fascination comes in. Right. And better first, memo, memo, no me confirmed. <laughs> that's putting double thing, fruit. Yeah. So in this flashback, we see, you know, we see Vegapunk working on the chalkboard. Right. He's fascinated. He's explaining all this. And then initially we see Kuma going, hell no. Those are my memories. You can't do that. I'm not going to do this for you. And then Vegapunk just begging. Right. Like, please, don't also see them. Please. I need to for the sake of science. But we don't see the next part to that flashback, which might be next chapter or in the future, because that seems like very sensitive information because it cuts back immediately to the paw bubble, right? The last time we saw this bubble was the iconic Zoro scene in Thriller Bark, where he absorbs Luffy's pain and stands there like a fucking Chad and goes, nothing happened, right? Even though we clearly see a lot happened. <laughs> but this time, right? And that's why we see it first time in Vegapunk, sorry, in uh, Egghead. And Vegapunk's going, no, that's a pain bubble. Don't do it. It's going to kill you. I'm like, yeah, we know. But Bonnie goes, no, I know my dad's power more than you or as good as you. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, even though it's black and white, I did not get the impression that that it was, was red. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, I, I didn't, was like, I, yeah, I didn't think it was pain. I thought it was something else. And then, I, I'm pretty sure when they animate, it, it's going to be white or something. Watch white or yellow, something a bit more pleasant, right? And she goes, no, this is memory, right? And then she goes up to it, and then, of course, it cuts away. You see that look of hers of concern and her hand yeah, right next to it. Yeah, she's tearing up. Yep. Or at least sweating, yeah. She's reaching cut- out to touch it, and then the yep. next panel, she's crying, which makes me wonder if maybe she touched it and she started crying when she like, got all the flood of memories. Possibly. It's and then possible. I assume we're going to get that flashback, which would mean that she touched it, right? So. Yeah, a whole... Because, yeah, that's definitely one of the things I definitely wanted ever since they teased us that one panel of uh, Kuma holding a baby Bonnie. Or actually, was... maybe Vegapunk will convince her to stop because those memories are meant to be placed into, like, a proxy, as we discussed. Right, because the pain bubble was too much for... Right, and if she absorbs it, like, who's going to get it out of her? <gasps> what if they, go, they, could, they could go full of crafting, and what if she goes mad? 
from all the memory. I, yeah, I was thinking like <laughs> she becomes her father at that point. And she has all these memories, right? Like then it's like a weird mix of the two of them. A mix of the be, two. A little could bit. Could be bad. That could be pretty bad depending on the route Udo or how Oda wants to handle that. She goes mad with knowledge. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm imagining certain possible scenarios. I don't think it'll go that route, but yeah. I don't think you will. Either way, what's I think confirmed is going to be a very clear flashback of exactly what. Also, the deal real quick, I did mention Luffy flex. Got to mention the Zoro flex. Oh, Kaku is also awakened. <laughs> I was, we I also was, I was get the callback. I was going to let you do it. I'm sorry. Yeah, the same same kind of callback we got where Zoro's sleeping on the ship again. Yep. Kaku is like, I'll just destroy the ship. Then they can't escape. But Zoro, mm, man, that panel, <laughs> that spread is so sick, dude. You just yeah. see the silhouette where Zoro immediately wakes up, unsheaths the sword, and then the panel of, I think it's a double page of the slice through that Kaku attack. Who Mm. the hell woke me up from my nap? (laughs) Yeah, like, bro, I thought you learned your lesson the first Uh, time. Oh, this bitch again. (laughs) And it's pretty much the same run back, just on the other side. He's like, oh, this guy appears to have gotten much stronger. And the next time we see him, Kaku's getting his shit ran. Love it. (laughs) Fucking love it. I love Brooke's reaction, too, because he's just like, what the hell is he supposed to be? Like, I think he's a giraffe, but he looks a little weird. So here's a question for you. Uh Do you think either Zoro or Sanji, probably Zoro for being honest, I think, is gonna like or anyone in the story at all will manifest a like a power like via like their own devil fruit in the way that is described. What do you mean? Sorry, well, like if a devil fruit comes from like your desire, then it's like a dream. Like Zoro could just manifest mm. his own devil fruit or Sanji. Right? If or Sanji Usopp, or Nami. I feel like at this point it's kind of too late because I feel like because it's that idea that every idea has already been thought of before at some point in the past. But but if you were to say, if we're going to ignore that, maybe Sanjus would be like taste, taste, like involving cooking because he wants it to be all blue, it's, right? It's, yeah, I'm just kind of being, you know, theoretical. If, mm-hmm. if you think that's a possibility for anyone in the story, I assume it would be a main character if it did happen, right? Probably near, nearer to the end. Yeah, and that's why I'm thinking like Sanjus would be like taste, I, I would taste. actually not be too surprised if it was Usopp. Honestly. Oh, if you're if only one you're saying. Yeah, I I would assume it'd be a, a one character thing. So what would Usopp's be? Would it be uh I don't know. Con- See he his persuasion? dream is vague enough like to be a brave warrior where it could be any plethora of things. I would I would actually like the idea of him being the the telltale fruit where he can tell any story, right, to the best way possible to convince anyone of like a good adventure. I, I think it would be something crazy, which it would make his lies become true or something like that, right? That could it'd be, be something stupid. Fruit. Yeah, stupidly any tale, powerful. Any tale you can spin will become true somehow in some way. Yeah, like maybe yeah. if you can get them to believe you, then it becomes true, or you know, like or some weird something like that. Yeah, like like that time where it was up to like there's 80 million men behind that mountain right over there. Maybe in the future, in in a couple of years, there will be 80 million men behind that, him. At see, some point. What's, what's really going to happen? I already know how that's going to play out. I'm at least my head cannon. Your at head one cannon. point, he's going to go. There's you know eight thousand like men behind us, and it literally will be when the grand fleet appears. Yeah, it'll be. And the, they will be, be yeah, there. The Luffy. Yeah, fleet. it'll be true. I brought reinforcements. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess if to answer your question, yeah, if. You convinced me. If there were one straw hat to come up with something, I would think Usopp would be the one with like a telltale or like a storytelling. Yeah, I I said Zoro, but when I actually thought about it, I think it would probably be Usopp if it happened. If not Usopp, then Sanji. And it would probably happen on Elbaf if it were gonna. If it were gonna. Oh, you just realized. What a coincidence that we just learned how devil fruits, (laughs) you know, come about. (laughs) Yeah. I also realized Sanji is not the first to definitely do this, but Sanji would also be the one to be like, oh, what about a harem harem fruit? 
right? Something to be like, oh, oh to make Lord. yourself irresistible. But I also know Sanjay would not be the first. At he's all he's almost got a baked in devil fruit at this point. What to as, be a, to be a, a resistor instead of yeah? <laughs> instead as of like, of a, I mean, he is a germa success basically. Mm-hmm. No, Just I, even better than a success because he gets to keep his personality. Yeah, actually, I I joke that he's a resistor. That's not true. He's actually gotten some, he's gotten some kisses, <laughs> so it's, he's not completely resistant. Um, what was it? It was a uh, the mermaid, the uh, violet, and pudding. Those are the three that's kissed him so far. So yes. He's gotten he's gotten some. So then but, wait, wait. So or moving on, I should say. Yeah, sorry. Right. As we were talking about the Zoro fight, as Kaku's getting a shit ran, he gets interrupted by Stussy. Uh-huh. Who bites his neck? She's got some black wings suddenly, and she puts Kaku to out. sleep immediately. Uh, he is out. Uh, some of us are hearing Sephiroth's boss music going on right now because we see the the two winged angel instead of the one winged angel, and then she's just going like, "Oh, what? yeah." So Luchi's yeah, like, and like, we learn that uh, Stussy or Stussy, I'm not really sure how to say it. Yep, uh, is the first successful clone made by Mads. Uh, Evangelion reference, Unit One. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. But and he, she's he is a clone con- of someone named Miss Buckingham Stussy of the Rocks Pirates. Uh, remind me, Bucking sounds familiar. Justin. Yeah, so I've I've made this connection. I'm sure other people have as well. That mm-hmm. the canon name of who I thought her name was Bakken, the mother uh-huh. of Weevil, is Bucken. Uh huh. And I am fairly certain she is the original Stussy. Therefore. Confirming her as a member of the Rocks Pirates, which mm. does add a lot of credence to the claim that Weevil is Whitebeard's son, because they're both, they would now both be confirmed members of Rocks. Yeah, and stuff. Which it be- seems like that is lining up. If you can look at the pictures, they are definitely similar looking. Mm-hmm. The name is pretty much the same. Buckin and Buckingham seems to be, a, you know, like an abbreviation. Yep, and if I'm you're confident, go... I think that she's Stussy's a clone of Bakken or Bucken, however you want to yeah. say. Yeah, and the going back to the pre-chapters we talked about, there was that fifth figure that looked away. We alert to it, obviously. That yeah, that's probably the actual original Buckingham Stussy in that. And picture. what are we thinking? Vampire devil fruit? Put him to sleep I, with a bite. I, I'm thinking half between probably something more simple like bat bat. Because I, I want to say succubus is just more associated with like sleeping, and she put him to sleep. Or knocked him out with the bite. When so I that's why I was leaning towards I that. think of things more sexual, but you could be right too. I, I, I do too, but I I feel like I've seen in fiction succubi that put people to sleep. But that's why I'm thinking vampire because vampire is like the the next step below. Where because usually the um the uh, gosh the uh, the caricature the stereotype is the archetype of vampire stories is like oh they seduce their victims right and then they bite them and then they put them to sleep because they just drink all their blood right. That's usually how yeah, it goes. So I that's how I think vampire. But I also know Oda is usually more simple because it'll make you think like, oh, what is this crazy mythological power? And then he'll be like, oh, it's the swim swim. And it's what's the, curious is bat, that bat. Stussy is reintroduced as unit 01 of right. <laughs> Mads cloning, yeah, so, like I guess unit. Yeah, so your Evangelion reference. How many more of them are, are running around? I exactly. wonder. So unit 2, unit 3. And to who do they answer? Are they all free now? Or I don't what? know. I just, I, I mean, I swear though, if Unit Two does not have pigtails, we're gonna riot. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that yeah, that last panel alone, the last page has a lot of people going nuts for like, oh shit. So that's what we were talking about earlier in the, in the recording, because you're thinking there's a good possibility she's the help that Vegapunk requested. 
I do. I'm more on the boat that this is a third party. This is something new. This is a that's, new. That's part of the theory. I was. I. What's not totally mine. People were when they were suspecting Stussy. Uh huh. They were saying that the way that that person on the phone was speaking was a very polite, formal manner, and it was similar to the way Stussy. Which speaks. matches Stussy. Yeah. Yeah. Even so. when she's yeah, even when she's turned on Lucci, she still has the same mannerisms, but she has you know <laughs> different lines. Obviously, where she's like. Who, me? I'm just putting him to sleep. Would you please join him, Lucci? I think it's time for your cat nap, too, while she's like licking the blood off her lips. I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, boy. <laughs> Although I did enjoy the fact that Lucci looked very scared, and I appreciate that because Lucci is a fucking cunt. So I didn't mind that fear. But I also realized Dusty could end up being a much bigger villain in the future, if my perspective is correct. If not, yeah, and yours is I mean, correct, she's, been, she's, she's being built up in some way. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know. Yeah, I, I'm very curious to who she answers. I assumed Vegapunk. I'm still leaning towards that, but you make some good points. Possibly. I don't think, if it helps, I don't think she's the saboteur. Because she, too, looked confused when the barriers right. went down. So I don't think she's a saboteur, which is also why I think she's just a third party. Um, If she was an ally of Vegapunk, I think she would have been a bit more concerned. But then again, she's a, I don't know, she's a clone, so maybe she's like a Yeah, people are show. suspecting Lilith still of being... The saboteur. saboteur. And I, think that'd, I think that'd be too obvious just because she's the quote-unquote evil one and just wants to fight. But then right. again, that would kind of fit where she's like, oh, I want to fight. But right. I think that's too simple. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But yeah, the main thing with 1072, uh, Kaka gets his ass whipped even though he has an awakened giraffe root, which I do appreciate how Oda drew it. He does look like almost like a dragon with his long neck, right? Yeah. A little bit of Kaido. Oh, you know what? I just kind of realized it just hit me. I think this was kind of the the way that Kaku's Awakened form was kind of drawn. I feel like Oda took advantage of that and be like, so people wanted Zoro to fight Kaido more. Well, well here's your substitute. <laughs> you have a you have a awakened giraffe. You have the same like long neck, you know, mythical dragon looking form. And then Zoro like kind of like bitch slaps him into the ground. <laughs> where he's just like, I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> also, it was a small moment in the chapter, but I, like I love the Brook when Zoro's just like, okay, you got to look after the ship, and Brook's like, got you, you know, yeah, got, in the yeah, back gotcha. always. Oh, um, I can't take credit for this. Someone on our Discord pointed this out. Where like Brook hopefully will do something because he's watching the ship still. I point out, well, you now have a Stussy, which again I think she's a, a third party enemy, right? Enemy of the enemy kind of thing. If she goes on the attack against the ship too, Brooke is a hard counter to any blood sucking power she may have because he has no skin. Totally. Yo ho ho ho. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so maybe. Oh yeah, up, maybe he'll fight. Yeah. Maybe, maybe now what Zoro versus Luchi and Brooke versus Stussy. Because I can imagine if it's consistent with Zoro being unable to attack women, right? Because again, the whole Tashiki thing back at uh, uh, Punk Hazard. If that's consistent, he won't be able to actually take on Stussy in some way, unless she goes full bat or full vampire. But then that could leave the way for Brooke to be tagged in to go, oh, let me handle this, right? That could be a possibility. Again, I, I, I want Brooke to get the spotlight too. Zoro's yeah. got a good spotlight. <laughs> Taking out Kaku right now. <laughs> Again, we're not sure because I thought we were going to be on the high tail end and now it's like the introduction of Stussy and now we have a, another face to be concerned about. Kizaru is still on the way. Kisaro's on the way. The Bonnie backstory is probably going to be in the next chapter or two. We don't know how long that backstory is because when Oda does backstories, they're either going to be uh, epics. I think like we're going to get a, a red. Ha- I think we're getting red herrings. I think we're going to have to wait a little longer, but I'm not sure. I, yeah, we to see I that could, Kuma flashback. I could see that. Yeah, uh, where we basically maybe we get that on the, the on the ride to Albaf. Maybe that's when we'll, we'll use that time 
to tell the story, right? That could be a good opportunity to pass the time. Right. Because Oda doesn't like ship to ship Actually, combat, I'll say, I'll say, yeah, I can see it in the next two chapters, because he'll, he'll probably cliffhanger us and take a week off right when it starts. I think, <laughs> he'll I take think his break. A, I think there's a I week mean, off here, isn't there? After 1072? Is there? Or... Or, we have or, the last no, 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 we just took the, the first one yeah, back. We... That's what I'm saying. So two chapters okay, from sorry, now. Sorry, After sorry. that, at the end of that second <laughs> chapter, the flashback will probably start. Watch. I apologize for the panic attack I might have inflicted on everyone. <laughs> or, yeah, or it will not be until, like, a little later. That's my Possibly. theory, at least. Okay. Yeah, so 1072 definitely got people freaked out again, theorizing again. And, yeah. What a just... great bunch of chapters. I This has been really hype. Egghead, so far, loving it. Yeah, objectively speaking, with the plot, there's so much shit going on. I think I mentioned it before in a previous episode. I just hope he doesn't forget about the characterization yeah, portion of storytelling. In but, this section, he it's very obvious he is uh, he's fitting more puzzle pieces into more like moments, right? Like this is almost a downtime, if you will, mm -hmm. like while we're kind of fighting. But then, like, oh, while they're fighting, let me throw in this double fruit information, and then, oh yeah, bam, Stussy, like double agent reveal, and you know, yep. like, and then, oh. By the way, kid's over here at Elbop. He's cutting away more. He's giving us more pieces, more information. Oh, We're definitely Kisaro's gearing up for big way. stuff. Oh, Kisaro's on the way. Oh, Garp is now. Yeah, by the way, Kisaro's here. By the way, here's what Garp's doing. You know, yeah. by the way, here's what's happening here. Like, all kinds of stuff all around the world. Yep. Which and I then, like but, that, actually. I like getting a, being able to see that. Yeah, and then when we get to Elbaf, that's when things will be more like Wanda, where it'll be more focused, where we're not going to be jumping around as much, because all the pieces have been set. So, either way, yeah, he's taking this opportunity to do that. Um, and then, like I said, I mentioned about the characterization, but we're probably going to get that with the backstory with Bonnie and Kuma at some point. So we're going to not with the Straw Hats, maybe not directly, but we'll get it with Bonnie. So that's definitely something interesting for me. Yeah. And, and I, I still want the world's reactions to the Yonko news. We haven't seen that really. Right. Everyone reacting to like, yeah, the like Emperor. Machino and Whoop Slap mm -hmm. and everyone. Or hell, even just an update with... Uh, uh, Bucken and Weevil, right? Because the last time we saw them was the we World literally only being... saw them once, the uh, one time, of... right? They were introduced, uh, and it's like here they are. Yeah, introduced, well, and then we saw them for one panel when the World oh, right, expanded. Right, right. right. So again, it's like one. We of saw half. their it's reactions. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Where Weevil just went like, "Oh, can I fight them? Oh, okay." But yeah, That's so it. Weevil, he's been <gasps> sitting wait. in the background. Wait, for... wait, 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 wait. Is Weevil a failed clone of Whitebeard? Oh shit! I, that just hit me. <laughs> 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 That's a really good theory. I did not think about that yet either. I just thought that because wow, so they cloned. So uh, so wait, so they cloned Buckin first, and then yeah, and that was Buckin the first attempted to clone, clone maybe Whitebeard. Yeah, because Stussy is the first successful clone. The very first page of 1072 is talking about how Vegapunk. I'm guessing Vegapunk is like, oh, it's the girl wait, is unmistakably have, human. Do we have confirmation success. if you clone someone with a devil fruit? Does the clone also have the devil fruit? That's what I'm like, curious about. Yeah, so, because S Snake has Boa's Devil Fruit, right? And but did we're she hoping... have to, or could she have had another Devil Fruit, right? And then, like, because uh, Jimbei... Jimbei doesn't have a Devil Fruit, so they gave him one. They gave like him one, Mihawk right. doesn't have a Devil Fruit that we know of, so they could probably give S Hawk one. But if you copied Doflamingo, would it already have a baked in string string fruit? I think you have to replicate it because they talked about the, the green blood that has to be replicated. And how it rewrites your DNA, basically, right? Your lineage right. factor. Yeah. And that's also why I'm hoping that the yeah, replication. That makes of... sense to me that if you make. So that's why, presumably, they cloned Buckin because of her crazy devil fruit. Right. But the thing that's also wondering is she doesn't have that same armband that I see where, yeah, they show like the Seraphim's having the, the green blood. 
to yeah. replicate the devil fruit. But that, maybe that's different because this is a clone. Well, this isn't a seraphim. Mm, a seraphim is like clones, an, aug- an augmented the seraphim clone. Seraphim are clones. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot of mystery. Maybe it's a I, unique devil fruit. I'm very interested in all this cloning stuff going on because it's starting to seem like that's going to play a very big role it's in the sci-fi, style saga. baby. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, I'm very glad I thought of the the weevil being a possible clone thing. Yeah, on I like air. that. That makes like, a lot of sense to me. Because usually when you come up with things like that, it's usually like after you hit stop on the record button and you go, Dude, fuck. <laughs> which, and I love the implication because if Whitebeard is a, or if Weevil is a failed clone, I would be forced to believe that once they perfected this process, there is a, a successful clone somewhere version yeah. of Whitebeard. And that and type. All, and that could also tie into the themes of adopted family because if it's a failed clone of Whitebeard, he should still be considered a child of the Whitebeard family. Despite his circumstances, right. he just has Buck and kind of like missing up a little bit where it's like, no, you're officially the son. Therefore, you're the heir. And it's like, no, he's needs a family what he needs. Right. <laughs> it also explains his freakish power because, yeah, he's a failed clone, but he has a right. strength, but maybe just not the intelligence. So, yeah, can't wait for that. Oh, so glad I thought of that on the fucking air. <laughs> yeah, it's a great time to be a One Piece fan. That's for sure. Absolutely. Um, we've had all this is actually our longest episode in a while. Um, uh, because usually when we cover our chapters, usually it's less than an hour. Holy shit. Um what can they find you, Justin, if they had questions about uh Yeah, if you want to talk about all this insanity, hit me up either <laughs> on our Discord at Link the Game Links below or on Twitter at Jitsu J I T S Z U. How about you, Jacob? Where can they talk to you about all this madness? You can talk to me uh jacob miranda on twitter that is j-a-c-o-b-m-e-r-e-n-d-a all lowercase all one word fucking nailed it last time i remember last time i fucked it up so many times <laughs> for some reason <laughs> this time i nailed it um yeah and if you wanted to wait did you, did you plug our discord uh yeah i did but we yeah, have okay. to plug and thank our patrons for their constant support really appreciate you guys and if you want to be one of those supportive guys that we really appreciate the link for that is also down below or you can find us at patreon.com slash op is op whenever you guys leave us a five-star review or even just any review it fulfills with so much happiness and joy like if we touched a pawpaw bubble full of joy and happiness and it just fills us all at once whenever we read those reviews so if you guys want to leave a feedback we greatly appreciate it thank you Thank you very much. And we'll be back in a week or maybe two discussing the next either batch of chapters. Or maybe depending on what's happening with Film Red. I know that the theatrical run right. has just ended. If that gets to streaming services, we'll we'll finally release our take on that, which I'm actually pretty excited to talk about Film Red. I liked it quite a bit. Slight oh, I have a ton of notes still on the standby. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're waiting for the good opportunity, guys. But um, yeah, we'll see you guys next episode. Yeah, and if you just can't wait, you know where to find us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.